Pastor Chris's podcast. So far, we have covered quite a few names of God that are in the Bible. I hope this series has helped you to know God better, not just to know about him, but to actually know him. It's never enough just to know about God. God wants you to know him personally. It's one thing for you to know about a person. You can watch TV and know about a person. You can read a biography and know about a person. But it's a whole, nother, it's a whole different thing to know a person. It's like when you have dinner with them and you sit down and you talk about your lives together and you know their stories. That's what it's like to know someone, to really know them. Even more than that, you really get to know someone when they come to rescue you, when your car breaks down, or when they come to visit you when you're sick and you're in the hospital, or they take your children to school while you're having a surgery. When you live your life with someone, when they're there at your wedding or at your birth or in the good times, in the bad times, and everything in between, then you really know them. And this is the kind of relationship that God wants to have with us all. He knows us, and he wants us to know him. And the names for God, which we find revealed in Scripture, show us the different ways that God is there with us and who he is. And so I hope that this series has helped you to see some of the ways that God is there with you. Today, our name that we will study is Advocate. And I want to read to you from um, John chapter 14, verse 15 through 17. Here, the word of God says, If you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. And then I'll read from 1 John chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. This is from the first letter of John, chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, where it says, My dear children, I'm writing this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father. He is Jesus Christ, the one who is truly righteous. He himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins. Not only our sins, but the sins of all the world. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Who would you call if you were in really big trouble? Imagine something terrible happens. I mean, suppose you are, suppose you're driving through the Kroger parking lot and a four-year-old kid dashes out in front of your car. You don't even have time to react, but you hear the sound, kadunk. You immediately stop, and you get out of the car, and you see the horrible sight. It wasn't your fault. There was nothing you could do. But your heart is still breaking at what has just happened. And now there's a crowd gathering around, and your mind is already broken and swirling and the mother is screaming and the crowd is angry. They see the broken child. They see the devastated mother. They see you 
and your car. And someone yells, he was probably texting on his phone. You weren't. Your phone was in your pocket. That doesn't matter. The crowd sees something senseless happening and they are trying to make sense of it and they think it must be somebody's fault. Probably it was your fault. They blame you. The police arrive. They take you to jail. Who would you call? Who would be on your side? Your side. Who would fight for you no matter what? I hope you never have a situation like that. But if you do, or something like it, you will need friends who love you unconditionally. You will need a good lawyer who will fight for you. I say all this because I'm hoping it steers your thoughts towards one of God's most beautiful names, Advocate. In John 14, 16, Jesus said, I will ask the Father and he will give you another Advocate who will never leave you. The Greek word for advocate is paraclete. It literally means called to one side. Who would you call to your side to be there with you when you need someone? In the ancient world, a paraclete advocate was the person you would call to defend you before a judge. They would plead your case and fight for you with every means possible. In our day, you would probably hire the best lawyer you could afford. We've seen in our time the difference between having a really good lawyer as opposed to maybe a public defender that their court appoints, appoints for you because you can't afford a lawyer. Public defenders are notorious for providing bad defense, a bad defense. It's not necessarily that they're bad lawyers. Some of them are brilliant people, good lawyers. It's just that they are overworked, underpaid, understaffed, and you're just another name on a very long list of clients that they have don't have enough time to defend to the very best of their ability. It's better than nothing, but it's not the best. On the other hand, we have also seen how a, a really rich person might hire a brilliant lawyer whose only job is to defend their high-paying client. And they have a whole staff of lawyers working with them, and they will drop absolutely everything else in life and focus all of their attention, all of their resources on defending their one client. And they can do it so well sometimes that we've seen even a murderer, someone might even get away with a murder because they had a great team of lawyers defending them. Having the right advocate makes all the difference. And Jesus says, I will ask my father, God, and he will give you an advocate. The God of the universe gives us an advocate. And because we're talking about the Trinity, it can get kind of confusing, right? There's God the Father, and there's God the Son, and there's God the Holy Spirit. And in, in some passages it talks that Jesus is our advocate, and in other passages it says the Holy Spirit is our advocate. And really, because it's a, a Godhead who is three in one, they're all the same. It's, 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 you can sometimes interchange the words, and it, but it gets confusing. But the point is to know that the God of the universe has sent the Holy Spirit 
to be the advocate for those who call Christ Lord. And he is there fighting for you, encouraging you, defending you, advising you, guiding you every step of the way. Isn't it good to know that even if the whole world is against you, God, the Holy Spirit, is on your side. The Holy Spirit was there fighting for you before you even knew he was there. This is something that we celebrate and represent through the baptism of a child. People will often wonder about you peculiar Methodist. Why do you baptize a baby? Baby doesn't even know what's going on. Why do you bring down a baby to the front and baptize them? Exactly. Because they don't know, but God still loves them and God is still there and he's advocating for them. He's working for them. The Holy, and we're recognizing this and we're asking the Holy Spirit to pour out his blessings and his grace on this child and on the parents and on the congregation, so that this child will start from the very beginning, always having the advocate working on their behalf, so that one day they will come to a place where they realize for themselves, finally, God does love me, and they will accept Christ as their Lord. That is the hope. All of my children were baptized when they were babies, and the congregations promise to, to support the children and support the parents. And we've ex- certainly experienced that all through our lives with our children, our family. Um, Gavin recently had his 23rd birthday. And for the celebration, we opened a time capsule in which were some letters that were written when he was only one year old. And so he read those letters at the birthday party a few I guess it was about a month ago or so. And some of those letters that he was read, you know, he didn't know those people, but people were talking about how they had loved him or how they had held him in their arms or how they had prayed for him. He didn't know any of those people, but they were still there. And a couple of weeks ago, we went down for a homecoming at Mount Zion, the church I served before we came here. And Abigail was there, and she, before we went, you know, she was like, all these people are going to be coming up to me. And they're going to be like, oh, I remember you, and this and that. And she's going to be like, I don't know those people. I don't know what to say. Well, obviously, you were three years old when we left there. You probably don't remember those people. But they poured themselves into you. And part of who they are is who you are today. And all of you that are here at this church have also poured yourself into my family and into my children. You have been part of the Holy Spirit's work to advocate for these children. That's what we do as a church family. The Holy Spirit uses us to be a blessing for one another. It's just one of the ways that this all, and whether the, whether the child or the person realizes all that's being done for them or not, the Holy Spirit is still there doing it for them. But suppose you didn't have all of those benefits. Suppose you were like Josie. You were an orphan who didn't have a family for many of the years of your life. And nobody was there. No family was there. Who was advocating for you? 
Well, the good news from Scripture is you read back through Scripture, you see again and again and again, God is there for those who are helpless. Those who have no one else to advocate for them, God is there for them personally. For instance, in Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 18, it says, He ensures that orphans and widows receive justice. He shows love to foreigners living among you and gives food and clothing. Psalm chapter 10, verse 14, the helpless put their trust in you. You defend orphans. And we see again and again and again that when a person is helpless and they have no one to fight for them, God is fighting for them as the Holy Spirit. Because God has deep, a deep, compassionate heart for the least, the last, the forgotten, and the lost. And we read stories and scriptures and you will find that you will see him there time and time again for the widow and the orphan and the foreigner and the leper and the lame and the social outcast. Because God is not going to let anyone go without his help. But the Holy Spirit is there fighting for us to bring us to know God even before we are thinking of God, even before we are able to think he's already there. And then one day we realize all that God has done for us, even though we haven't been living for him necessarily, even if we weren't thinking of him. And suddenly we see how Jesus died on the cross to save us from our own selfishness. And when we cry out, Lord, Forgive me, and I want to start following you. Come take control of my life. When we cry out like this, and in that moment, the devil is there prosecuting you before God, and the devil is laying out all of the charges against you and all of the ways that you've sinned, all of the ways that you've hurt people or done wrong or turned your back on God, and the Holy Spirit steps in on your behalf and he defends you and he justifies you. Before God, the Holy Spirit says, all these sins have been paid for by the blood Christ shed on the cross. But the devil doesn't give up. He's relentless and he says, yes, but she's not going to be true. She says she's going to follow you today, but she's a sinful human. And tomorrow or the next day or the day after that, she'll sin again. And the Holy Spirit steps up for you and says, all her sins are paid in full. Her sins from the past her sins from today, every sin she might do in the future, all her sins are swallowed up by Christ's death on the cross forever. They are atoned for. They are forgiven. They are washed away forever. And God will look at you and pronounce, you are innocent. I see no sin in you. I only see Christ. You will be completely justified forever. But now the Christian has to begin living a new life. Patterned after Christ, 
who's perfect. God has proclaimed you innocent, but now you have to live a new way, for the old way is past. A new life must begin. How will a person know how to live as a Christian? Jesus was there showing the 12 disciples how to live. He walked with them and he ate with them and he taught with them and he was there and he showed them the way. But who is walking with us today, showing us how to live? Jesus told his disciples how this would work. He said in John chapter 14, verse 26, when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I've told you. So the Holy Spirit is there walking with us just like Christ walked with those 12 disciples in the Gospels. And so this is another function of the Holy Spirit, our advocate. The Holy Spirit shows us how to live for God. If we listen with sensitive spiritual ears, the Holy Spirit is there to guide us to show us what to do and how to live and which way to go. Our advocate not only helps us understand what the Bible says, he also shows us how to live it out in everyday life, in every situation. The advocate is wisdom that knows the right thing to do in the right way at the right time for the right reasons. And so today, I want to offer you a chance to make a choice to follow Jesus, to be a true Christian, to realize that God was there for you in the Holy Spirit the whole time. Even if you couldn't see him, even if you felt alone, even if there was no one there to tell you about him or to show him to you, he was there. And he is here with you right now. Now it is time for you to begin to trust him. To proclaim that he is the Lord of your life. It's time to choose to start walking the path he's put before you. Would you pray with me? Gracious Father in heaven. I want to thank you for the ways that you've been there for each of us. You, each one of us, you were there for us, each one of us, in a different way. Some, it was through the people who were our church family, or through our parents, or through our friends, or other people that you used to be your instrument. For others, it was in other ways it might have been that, it, that there was no one there, but you were there in spirit, personally. You were opening doors that, when they needed to be opened. You were providing things that we needed when we needed them. It wasn't coincidence that our life unfolded the way it did. You were there, directing the whole time. And it brings us to this day when we have a chance to make a choice. For some of us, it may be the very first time that we 
consciously made a choice to follow Christ. For others, we've made that choice before. But each new day, we have to take up our cross and commit to following Christ. And so I pray for everyone that's here today. I pray for myself that we would make the choice today to let Jesus Christ be the Lord of our life and to receive the Holy Spirit into our heart to be with us always, to be our advocate, to be our comforter and our counselor and our guide. We pray in the name of Christ. Amen. Thank you.